times worse than any single month that we saw in the Great Recession, 10 times worse than the worst month on record, which was right after World War II. Some businesses are reopening in California today, but there are some coronavirus-related restrictions. CBS's Carter Evans says customers will only be able to do curbside pickup. Some are ready for the return. At G&J Flowers in Los Angeles, business is blooming once again. With Mother's Day on the horizon, owner Jorge Oliveira is thrilled to be open ahead of their biggest weekend of the year. One Mother's Day, one busy week with Mother's Day, they cover a lot, they, they help us a lot. Still, state officials warn there are dangers in returning to work and guidelines like social distancing and face coverings will need to be followed. Amtrak is taking steps to protect passengers and employees from the virus. CBS's Steve Kathan with details. We are requiring all customers accessing our stations and trains to wear face coverings. That's the word from Amtrak, part of new steps beginning next week. The railroad says face coverings can be removed when passengers are eating in designated areas or are seated alone or with a travel companion. Small children are exempt. Amtrak has cut bookings by 50% to promote social distancing and has seen overall ridership decline by more than 90% during the pandemic. Steve Kaith and CBS News. Many watched in horror as an online video showed two white men chasing and fatally shooting a black jogger in Brunswick, Georgia. Last night, Gregory McMichael and his son Travis were arrested in the killing of Ahmad Arbery. Ben Crump is the attorney for the Arbery family. I believe that the video was all the probable cause you needed to arrest these murderous father and son duo. In London... British Royal Air Force jets painted the skies red, white, and blue to mark the 75th anniversary of the day victory was declared in Europe during World War II. And ahead of the opening on Wall Street, S&P futures are up 31. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. Or your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Spilled your pina colada? Uh. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker. And is two times more absorbent than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to getting caught in the rain. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Marks the 50th anniversary of the Beatles' last studio album, Let It Be. CBS's Steve Futterman. It was the Beatles' final studio album. When I find myself in times of trouble. 50 years ago today, the Let It Be album was released. It would essentially mark the end of the Beatles. The group had already broken up. The two big singles from the album, Let It Be. Let it be. The song that seemed to sum up the end of the Beatles. The long and winding road. 
The Beatles would never record again, but almost a year later... The Beatles for Let It Be. They won an Oscar for the soundtrack from the Let It Be documentary. Steve Futterman, CBS News. And I'm Pam Coulter, CBS News. If you're drowning in IRS tax debt, please get ready to take down this number to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. The IRS has recently hired private debt collection agencies to start collecting your outstanding taxes. Prior to calling security tax relief, I owe the IRS 33000 My wages have just been garnished. Security tax relief put a stop to the garnishment and was able to resolve my tax problem. I walked away owing close to nothing. I would highly recommend security tax relief. They saved my life. We can protect you from the added fee and negotiate your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can set you free from your tax issues. Call Superior Tax Relief to find out how you can qualify for the Fresh Start program that's now available. Don't hesitate. Call today. Call 800-711-5099. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. Call 800-711-5099. 800-711-5099. That's 800-711-5099. Beer, 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 Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. We're at war with the coronavirus, very dangerous and lethal enemy. You can help by staying home. If you must go out, keep six feet from other people to protect yourself, people living with you, and others. Every action we take or don't take has a real impact. Ohio, we're in this together. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine in the OAB. Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, the opportunities are endless. Hoping to stick to your New Year's resolution but just can't stop craving pizza? Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. 
70th year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. It's a Friday. Yabba Dabba Doo. Now it's official. Kind of dark and gloomy outside and damp, but the rains are yet to come, really. You like this temperature? Then you're going to like it all day. It's barely going to budge at a degree or two. They're talking about 29 degrees tonight, our low. Forgive me, Scott, I forgot to use my elbow. I just had a cough there a moment ago. Anyway, um, let's see here. It is a Friday edition. It's May 8th, and of course, 2020. Uh, not our vision, the year, rather. And... Um, Let's see here. What can we say about that? We can say that um, on this date, President Harry S. Truman announced on radio that Nazi Germany forces had surrendered and that flags of freedom fly all over Europe. And that was a pretty big deal. Um, let's see here. Um, thought for the day... Lester Markel, or Markel, M-A-R-K-E-L, who they say here was an American editor. He lived from 1894 to 1977. Anyway, let's see what he said. What you see is news. What you know is background. What you feel is opinion. Ooh, I like that one. We should do it again, then. What you see is news. What you know is background. What you feel is opinion. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That, that goes on my wall. Yep. Or hearsay. Birthdays. Sir David Attenborough is 94 now, today. Tony Tennille is... Um, the captain in Tennille, right? Mm-hmm. 80. That's hard to imagine. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. How? Where has the time gone? James Mitchum, the actor, 79. Keith Jarrett, the jazz musician, 75. Mm-hmm. Going down here. Van Halen, 67. Actor David Keith, 66. Uh, oh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, right? 59. Actress Melissa Gilbert, 56. Enrique Iglesias, 45. Actor Matt Davis, 42. We're almost to the end here. I, I, I pick out about every fourth name. Youngest person listed to date. We're down to there. <coughs> Excuse me. 
actress um, Nora Anezeder, and something to that effect, who's 31. All right. We've got a bunch of stuff this morning. And, folks, if you didn't know it, um, about uh, 43 minutes ago, the U.S. jobs report was released. And there has been so much, what would you call it, expectation of that. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, concern about the employment data in the, the United States here with all of this that's going on, COVID and, uh, or coronavirus, however you expect to uh, or prefer to call it. We'll get to that in a few minutes. What's another couple minutes, right? <laughs> uh, today, May 8th, as I said, today is National Provider Appreciation Day. National Provider Appreciation Day. What do you? What's that? What do you think that means? Um, I think caretakers. It, yeah, that, and you know, it could be uh, a set of parents, single parent. Uh, could be someone who provides resources, um, providing really about anything. Well, just for kicks, Google it, and All let's right. see if they are more specific because it, it it could be a very wide range of things let's see if they had something specific in mind anyway okay. it's national have a coke day as in coca-cola right um you know i have met many people i hope i don't get in trouble for this i've met many people who swear they can taste the difference between coca-cola and pepsi oh i can I cannot. You can't? No. Well, you're missing out on the fun. <laughs> well, well, I won't ask you which way. Um, yeah. But well, you won. I like both of them. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. But, you know, people say, you know, they say Pepsi or Coke. Well, most places have a contract with one or the other. Yeah. So, so if, if, some, <clears throat> if, you, if you ask people... You know, if they, what oh, their I different see. likes are. Pepsi I, or Coke? I see. You know, we're just throwing out questions. Well, the point is, I really like both of them. And I cannot tell a difference. Um, and I don't know why. Now, I can tell you with absolute certainty, I cannot get used to any diet drink. <laughs> that you can tell a difference. It doesn't matter whether it's a Pepsi or a Coke or a um, uh, uh, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, ginger ale, whatever. Yep. Uh, I, it just absolutely, I just can't deal with it. Isn't that odd? Oh, well. Um, well, n no, not really. I mean... And, and some people say, yeah, I can taste the difference, but I got through it. You know, I, I'm now used to it. Yeah. I, I did that for I a never, while. I never got there. Yeah, I, uh, you know. But then when you go back to the real thing, <laughs> mm -mm, taste buds jump for joy. Yeah. Okay, let's move <laughs> on here. So, uh, as I said, National Have a Coke Day. 
I assume there's a day of the uh, year where they say National Have a Pepsi Day. Anyway, National Student Nurse Day is today. Boy, the student nurses have been pressed into service in a big way. Sure have. And and thankfully so. Mm-hmm. And many volunteered. Uh, sure. You know. Even and, retired. Yeah. Uh, nurses have jumped up to uh, say, we will help. Yeah. National Coconut Cream Pie Day. It's good. It's not my favorite. But it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it frozen. I like cheesecakes frozen. Yeah. That's good, too. Yeah. Now, I'm a cheesecake nut. Yep. Okay, National Military Spouse Appreciation Day. I get that. Yep. You know, we often thank veterans and active military servicemen and women for their service to our country. Well, you know what? The spouse is also needing to be thanked for her service or his service to our country. First of all... Um, to a certain degree, it it ab, to a certain degree, it makes them be a trailing spouse. Okay, because the government's going to assign you, or the military is going to assign you where they think they need you, and uh, you don't have a great deal to say about it. A little bit, but not a great deal. So if you're married and your spouse is able to accompany you to an assignment, they're kind of a trailing spouse, right? Yep. Um, I was in that situation uh, when Barb and I were married. Uh, Pat was in that situation, my wife now, uh, when she and Richard were married. And we were all best friends over in Hawaii. But here's the deal. Um... You know, so you go, you know you have an assignment, you know you have a job to do wherever you are assigned. But that spouse, be it male or female, uh, suddenly you're told you're going to move to, um, well, in our case, Hawaii. Okay, you'd never been there before, and even if you had, you weren't really looking for a, a job. So you don't know the scene over there. Uh, so now you land there and you get settled in to a place to live, and and now the next logical thing is to try to find a gig, a job. And uh, in fact, it was that um, where Barb and Pat first met was because they worked at the same place as designers. So. Um, In fact, it was the Sears at Alamoana Mall. You know, it's just amazing to me. Sears doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, that same with me, too. I can't get over that. Yeah, just hard to imagine, you know, something like that is not in the United States anymore or anywhere. Sears, of course, was um, a favorite place of mine to go for tools. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Thankfully, the Craftsman brand continues on, and uh, I know our Lowe's store features it uh, prominently, Craftsman tools. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and, you know, when you talk about uh, spouses in the military, Mom did that with uh, Dad when he was stationed at Fort Bragg, 
and uh, later at Fort Monmouth, I believe, in New Jersey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too. So I guess I squirreled back to the uh, the, the military. And no, I'm glad you too. did, because I didn't mean to leave uh, just because I th- mentioned the word Sears, yeah. and then it... Anyway. Yeah, but you were going with that about, you know, with spouses there yeah. in Hawaii when you're stationary. Dad, mom, same thing with them. And, you know, spouses, not a lot of people think about that, but, you know, they're they're part of the military, too. Well, yeah. And they sacrifice a lot to do the traveling and keep up with things. And, and I kind of— Now, someone— it's not the same as coaching, but coaches' wives do the same thing. Someone you know, might say, "Well, yeah, but you got assigned to Hawaii, you know." Well, and uh, yeah, I get it. There, you know, what if you were assigned to um, Fort Knox? Any, well, you know, actually, anywhere in stateside. Okay, I'm. I'm even thinking tougher would be overseas. Oh yeah. An okay. overseas assignment, right? Because there might be language issues. So, you know, finding a job when maybe you aren't as fluent at that language is, you know what I'm trying to say. Yep, right. Okay. There, yeah, there are a few challenges with that. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the spouses, they sacrifice a lot like, due to, you know, of. when they enlisted or, you know, whatever the rank what might be, they get transferred from, you know, base to base. Well, we kind of beat that up. Well, we just want to add to it. Well, we want to go to National Provider Appreciation Day. We can squirrel back to that. Oh, that's right. I asked you what were they getting at specifically, and what do they mention? It is also known as National Child Care Provider Day. Okay, so you were on the mark better than I was. Uh, It is annually celebrated on the Friday before Mother's Day, and this special day recognizes child care providers, teachers, and other educators of young children everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you um, uh, when we were talking earlier, before we knew for sure, you got it, and I didn't. But uh, I think we can even extend it to some we mentioned. Yeah. But and before I even saw this, when I looked it up, I that's what I first thought of the word provider. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. What about historical events? Uh, I wish I was more of an historian. If I were, I would probably have, first of all, better knowledge of how to pronounce some of these things. And second, well, just more knowledge. Anyway, in 1660... On this date, the English Parliament declares Charles Stuart to be King Charles II of England. In 1835, the first installment of Hans Christian Andersen, fairy tales, right? Published by C.A. Reitzel, I think it is, in Copenhagen, Denmark. In 1895, on this date, China cedes... Taiwan to Japan under the Treaty of Shimonoseki. Shimonoseki, something to that. 1902, Mount Paley on the French overseas island of Martinique erupts, wiping out the city of Saint-Pierre, killing 30,000 and leaving only two survivors. Wow. 
1945, V.E. Day. Victory in Europe. Thank you. You could see my puzzlement for a moment there. And I appreciate that. So, okay. 1945, Victory in Europe Day. World War II ends in Europe after Germany signs an unconditional surrender. I think we just had a segment on CBS News about the uh, British Royal Air Force doing a flyover Mm -hmm. of London in uh, red, white, and blue jet trails. Have you ever been present at um like the blue angels fly over oh my gosh yes it is wonderful to watch it's been years first of all well let's back up a notch folks some of you may remember the name um oh steve heil h-y-l-e In fact, I have a thing here to share with you from him today. But he was a professor here. But he had a distinguished career in the Air Force. Wait a minute. Blue Angels. That's Navy. Okay, he must have been Navy. He was a Blue Angel pilot. And, of course, anybody who has been such takes a great deal of pride in that. It's really a remarkable unit. Um, I have attended several flyovers that he, where he actually was in one of the planes, right? The pilot of one of the, what, five, six, seven, depending on the formation. Mm-hmm. I remember one in Hawaii that was an air show. And it happened to be that the head of the naval air station there, who would have been a general, was a fishing buddy. And I didn't even know that he held that position until we mentioned that Paul would like to see this air show coming up. He said, he would. I'll fix that up for you. (laughs) And we ended up like front row in his private section. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. With 50 other of his special guests. Anyway, and that was a big deal. Yeah, it is quite a sight to see. those things scream. I mean, the, the... The ground shakes with the vibration of their engine noise. As all, I don't know, five, six, seven, whatever it is, are in tight formation, flying like a arrow. Man, it is impressive. Yes, it is. Yep. What, what led us to this? Why did we start talking about that? Um, we about VE Day. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, you know when I mentioned the flyover in London about the Royal uh, Air Force. Yes. And then you, the U.S. Air Force also has the uh, Thunderbirds. Oh yeah. So the Blue Angels and. Uh, and I've known. Uh, let's see now. The, the Thunderbirds, isn't there one more? Um, who would that be? Which branch? Army. No. 
We've got Navy and Air Force. Those are the only two I can think of. I think you're right. Never mind. Okay, so how about famous birthdays? Harry Truman, were he alive, this would be his birthday, his life, 1884 to 1972. Phyllis Wheatley, back in the 1700s. See what you can find there. W-H-E-A-T-L-E-Y. Phyllis Wheatley, also spelled in two different ways, was the first African-American author of a book of poetry. Okay. She was born in West Africa. Well, anyway, she was born in 1753 on this date. Uh, Died not very young, 1784, so she would have been uh, 31 years old. I think so. Um, hmm. Okay, Sonny Liston, boxer, right? Mm-hmm. Born on this date in 1932, died in 1970. Okay, I've got one other name here, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know it at all. Mordecai. So M O R D E C A, I'm sorry, I. Mordecai. Yeah. Okay. A N I E L, E W I C X. Mordecai, as you just spelled that last name. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to try to pronounce it either, right? Anilowitz. How about that? Okay. Was the leader of the Jewish fighting organization which led to the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, the largest Jewish insurrection during the Second World War, which inspired further rebellions in both ghettos and extermination camps. Okay. Well, he was born on this date in 1919. Uh, He didn't live very long either, probably because of what he was doing. Yep. He was killed Mm in 1943. Yep, in Warsaw, Poland was where he passed. Okay, famous deaths. Uh, Kamehameha uh, of of um, Hawaii, right? Seven. Uh, this is there were several King Kamehamehas. Um, <clears throat> this was the first. He died on this date in eighteen nineteen. Oh, Mordecai's listed twice. He died on this date in nineteen forty three. Oh, so he was born and died on his birthday. Duh. I mean, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll put these away. Yeah. Okay, now, I'm going to change the topic for a minute. I mentioned that Steve Heil had sent me a thing. He, he does periodically, and I appreciate him. And sometimes they're humorous, sometimes they're interesting, sometimes they're just about the beach because they live in Rehoboth. Or, no, let's see, is that right? Yeah, they live in Rehoboth. Um, uh, that'd be Delaware, right? Rehoboth Beach. Um, I thought it was New Jersey, but you might be right. No, I think, I know it's not New Jersey. Anyway, they live... Yeah, it's Delaware. Yeah. 
Okay, so so we have Wi-Fi, folks, right? And, you know, at our homes, you know, you subscribe to a service and you put in a Wi-Fi unit. And it sends the signal throughout your home. And if you have a big home, kind of like I do, you have to put in a booster where it's weak. If that makes any sense. Yep. Have you ever thought about space? I'm talking about outer space. Oh, yeah. Well, you walk out at night do you, and do you see the stars. Do you think they have Wi-Fi? Of course. <laughs> I think they're way far more advanced than we are. Well, here's the deal. Uh, people have started to notice some lights in the sky. And they can watch them and they see them move a little bit. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you watch a star in the sky, sometimes I'll be out on the back deck at night. And I'll watch a star. And in a course of 10 minutes, it Mm -hmm. has moved relative to a branch or something that I'm watching as well, right? Yeah. A tree branch. But it's almost imperceptive unless you look at it in that fashion. Imperceptive, imperceptible. Um, these things move a little bit more. They are... Basically, um, Starlink satellites that provide Wi-Fi up in space. There are like 400 of them in service right now. And they're kind of fun for the astronomers to watch because if they have someone with them, they swear that they think it's a UFO. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the goal is to have um, a thousand of them, that's two and a half times what we have right now, just by the end of this year, up there. And then, after that, the next goal is to have 12,000 in total. Now, would any of these be helpful for those of us on Earth? Well, they think they would. Like it may be that in a few years, rather than having a wire come to the house, well, you get my point. So uh, Starlink, it's called. Starlink Satellites. And they say they're easy to spot. And if you'd like to know more, I suggest you go and Google it. Okay? But it's fascinating what they have planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, you can see those lights. Uh, they look like they may be glistening to a, a, a point or 
you know, maybe something moving in front of them. Oh, so you've seen one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I do some stargazing because where I am, there's no light pollution from city, so I'm able to see a little bit better. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, right now. Do you, do you have a scope? No, but I should. Um, well, I tell you what, I do, I do have a scope. And it's supposed to be an okay one. Not cheap, not expensive, but a good one. Sometime, Pat and I'll come over and we'll take a look. <laughs> okay. Okay? But you can see you can see them very well with the, the naked eye. And, uh, you know, you can right now you can see Venus very clearly in the western sky at night. Well, it's so bright. Yes. Um... Okay, flipping topics yet again. Okay. I went in to buy some vitamins at um, local pharmacy, CVS, right? And I glanced over, and there was a guy paying his bill, and I said, Mike! And he turned around and said, David! <laughs> and uh, it was Mike Ward, former common police court judge, right? Yes. And um, he lifted his mask because he saw what I was showing, and that is to say, a beard. Okay. And so we got into a little discussion, and it, it seems that what I did, whoops, scooting my stool over, what I did upon the coronavirus arrival, he did as well. And that is, stop shaving. <laughs> and I think there are more people out there that have done this than we realize. Because I've run into one or two other people that I've known who are, um, I don't, boy, this is going to sound really lousy who are well-known, respected in the community, that sort of thing, who would probably not don a beard. Now, to you beard lovers, I, forgive me. Don't, don't take offense. But um, they, they took upon themselves that once this thing kicked in, until the salons reopen and you can get a haircut, and, and my hair is way out of... Uh, whatever, um, that they wouldn't shave either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Judge Michael Ward with a beard. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, what, a week or two away now? Uh, yeah, I think I heard uh, the 15th okay. on the uh, newscast earlier this morning for partial opening of restaurants. Yeah, outdoor so restaurants. Yep. Those that have outdoor seating. Um, as far as indoor seating, I think that's the 21st. Uh, like a week later, a few days later anyway. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, if you have been um, expecting to hear the governor's uh, daily press conference and details about the coronavirus statistics and everything and what they're doing uh, he announced yesterday at the end that they would not hold one today unless something 
significant came to light. Develops, yep. That they weren't expecting. Which means the next one that we will have for certain would be on Monday. But by all means, if they do have something to say, if something urgent comes to ma- uh, surfaces, we will have it at 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, the next thing I wanted to do. Where do I begin? Let's take this. Let's take this. Okay. Um, so, I keep my daily stats, right? You've heard them over and over, but changing each day. So, um, Scott, do you think this is boring when I do this? Um, well, I, I enjoy listening okay. to them because, you know, things change and it kind of gives folks a picture a little bit more of kind of like the, you know, the comparisons of where we were, where we are, where we could possibly be going. Okay. Well, I think I... we've had a couple callers that have mentioned they not only enjoy the press briefing, but some of the numbers. Yeah. Well, stay with me for a little bit, folks, and see if if I bring anything additional out today. Okay, first of all, there are 7.8 billion people living in this world, Earth. Now, 327 million are U.S. citizens. Or you live in the U.S. There we go. That's 4.2% of the population of the Earth. That number, 327 million people. Now, today, you're going to hear a lot of news about this new um, this new jobs report. That was released at 8.30 this morning. And a lot of it is about how this is the worst event of its kind ever, including the Great Recession. I'm not disputing this, but I want to point out a fact. How many people lived in the U.S. during that period? I looked it up. It was 123 million people. Now we are 327 million people. So about a third of the population. Okay. Um... How many um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. So let's go back down the current information. So in the United States, 327,000, there have been 1,280 I said 327,000, 327 million people live here. There have been 1.280 million 
1.2 million, almost 1.3 million cases. Uh, we close the figure off at 2 p.m. each day. Of those, there have been just shy of 76,000 deaths. So of those that have caught it, 5.9% died. Um, because the process is always... Um, how do I want to say? Uh, people are still in recovery and stuff like that. 13.5% have recovered fully. And the balance are, are still being treated, if that makes any sense. Now, Ohio. And we have a little more precise information in most cases here in Ohio. So the population of our state is 11.690 million. So 11,690,000 people live in the state of Ohio. How does that, uh, what's the percentage to the U.S.? 3.6% of the U.S. residents live in Ohio. Now, as of yesterday... There were 22,131 cases. That represents a gain of 555 from the day before. Incidentally, the day before, there were 607 new cases. Um... Last I heard, 16, um, okay, a week or so ago, I got a figure, and it said 20% were health care workers. But I have an update since then, and it is 16% are health care workers. Okay, going on. Now, of these 22,131 cases... 1,167, that's 5.3%, are in the ICU units. 13.4% are in regular hospital setting. Sixty-two percent are re are dealing with it at home. And so if you did the math, you would say there's still 5% five, 5 or so missing. Those are, are the deaths, 5.7%. So 1,271 have died in Ohio. Presently, it hasn't changed for a few days. 56% are male, 44% are female. The av I'm sorry, the median age... 51 years of age of the deaths. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think that those figures represent all cases, not just deaths. So, like, it could be, yes. And the final factor is we have 2,991 people that have fully recovered now. 
had it, recovered, going on about their lives. Okay. That's my daily stat sheet. All right. I'm going to set that over there. Now. <coughs> um, WalletHub produced a report about the biggest increases in unemployment due to COVID-19. So. Uh, they did it in two ways. They said uh, state most affected last week. And then um, most affected since the whole thing began. So coming in number one is Florida. It was the most affected last week, but when you look at the whole period, it was the fifth most affected. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um... Now, Georgia was the, fir- the third most affected last week, but the first since the whole, be- the highest most affected since the whole thing began. Now, we've heard so much about uh, New York, right? So let's skip down to New York. Let me find it. Why did I miss it? I'm going to be going right by it. Oh, here we go. Okay. So there's 51 places because they include the District of Columbia. New York is the 48th most affected. So basically one of the least affected right now last week. And the 41st since the whole thing began. Uh, the folks, uh, the, the only reason I, I think they get so much publicity is because their population is so high, right? Mm, yep. Now let's talk about Ohio. Last week, we were the 40th most affected. But since the whole thing began, the 18th most affected. Okay, now here's a thing I don't understand, so I'm just not even going to do it. Job losses versus the Great Recession. Okay. Um, if I understand this, okay, so this thing's been going on seven weeks, so, um, in week one, that is to say that March 16th, 3.3 million jobless jobs were lost or curtailed or whatever we want to call it. The next week, 6.9 million. 
the week of March 30th, 6.6 million. April 6th, 5.2 million. April 13th, 4.4. April 20th, 3.8. And the week of April 27th, 3.2. What do all those add up to? 33.5 million. Okay, in our population, as I said earlier, 327 million. Now, in the Great Recession, the total jobs lost 8.8 million. But our country's population was 123 million. I'm not trying to soften any bad news. I'm just trying to deal with true figures. Doing a comparison. Yep. I'm going to use that as a percentage. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's quite a difference there. Well, I mean, it. yeah, we are losing more jobs this time. But there's a lot more people in the population. But I believe the overall effect is slightly less at the present time. Yeah, when you go to the percentage. Yeah. But I know if you're one of the struggling people. Yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't matter what I say. Yep. Okay, let's put that aside. Well, I saw a uh, stat yesterday that said uh, at a poll... You know, take it for what it's worth. It's seventy-seven percent of those who have lost or been furloughed, laid off, whatever you want to use, seventy-seven percent of those feel like that their job will be waiting for them once the business uh, resuscitates, so to speak. I I spoke to someone last night who is furloughed one day. So if he works a five-day work week, he now works four. Mm -hmm. So in theory, that's a 20% pay cut, right? Yeah. Now. Um, But they, uh, they don't don't feel there's any danger of losing their job entirely. Mm -hmm. And they also believe it'll be reinstated at some point. Yeah. You were going to say. Well, that's the variable involved, you know, if the business is able to survive this, uh, whatever whatever the small business is or medium size or the occupation is. So with that 77% having that feeling that they are, their job will be there when all this gets better, that's a pretty good number. But that, you know, that elephant in the room, as they say, is, is the business going to be there? So, yeah, we we hope so. Um, That's a fairly optimistic number, I would say, of the amount of folks that think their job will be there when they return. But, you know, there's there's still so many unknowns with all of this. Okay, so at 8.30 this morning, and at 8.30 on the uh, 6th or 7th day of each month, the U.S. Department of Labor releases their monthly jobs report. Mm -hmm. So at 839, I was on it. 
And this is what I came up with. Uh, the U.S. In unemployment hit 14.7% in April. That consisted of 20.5 million unemployed. Um, that's just what it comes down to. So when they were projecting um, you see they in uh, this other report they were projecting 33.5 million Americans being affected directly. Uh, this report came in at 20.5. So, one may be overstated, the other one may be understated, yep. but one's from the Department of Labor. Yep. Okay. And, and, you know, that's the thing about, you know, these surveys and everything else. And where were the samples and you know, the criteria involved? Who, would, who did they talk to? Mm. What kind of organization? What kind of business? I mean, you could go on and on about questioning the criteria. You know, is this reputable? Is it uh, concrete? Is it credible? Folks, I, I think the important thing is uh, let's uh, be first concerned about the, the disease. Let's do our part to make sure that it doesn't um, get reestablished with some of the relaxation of these restrictions we've been placed under. Yeah, definitely. Number two, help one another out. Number three, help our local businesses. Uh, you know, buy local, please. Um, other than that, take care of one another and... We'll get through this. Um, I tell you, I never have my dogs meant more to me. <laughs> Hope and I curl up together each night right next to Pat and Foley. And um, I miss my grandkids. I miss my kids. Haven't been able to see any of them. For a month and a half. I mean, you know what? A drive-by? Come on. Um, well, have a marvelous weekend out there, won't yes. you? And stay safe and, and enjoy things. Protect your plants tonight, and then I think it'll be okay the next days after that. We bought a lot of them. They're all in the house. The house looks remarkable, but... In our 70th This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Pam Coulter in Washington. These numbers are staggering. They're devastating. 
CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger reacting to the government report that the economy shed 20.5 million jobs in April. Unemployment soared to 14.7 percent. Minorities are being hit hardest. The Hispanic unemployment rate is almost 19 percent and black jobless rate 16.7 percent. The numbers underscore the economic misery caused by the coronavirus outbreak. Economist Joel Naroff. This understates the true situation as large numbers of people are continuing to be laid off and millions are leaving the labor market completely and therefore not counted as unemployed. President Trump says he continues to test negative for the virus despite being near a valet who came down with it this week. In a Fox News interview, the president revealed the valet who has coronavirus was attending to him days ago. On Tuesday, uh, he was in the room and uh, very virtually, I don't think any contact, but he was in the room, and then I went to get tested, and I tested uh, fine. CBS News has learned the valet began exhibiting symptoms Tuesday night and tested positive Wednesday. Doctors believe a person can transmit the virus before they begin feeling sick. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. The number of workers with coronavirus at one of the nation's biggest meat processing plants is more than double an earlier figure. CBS's Jim Crisula with details. Health officials in Waterloo, Iowa say 1,031 workers at the Tyson Foods pork processing plant tested positive for coronavirus. Republican Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds had put the figure at 444 cases. The plant has reopened at 50 percent capacity. Some are wondering why it took more than two months, but a Georgia father and son are in custody for the murder of a black jogger. Gregory McMichael, a former police officer, and his son Travis were arrested last night. Georgia Bureau of Investigation's head Vic Reynolds. We applied the law to the facts in this case and came up 